I would like to say good evening to the class. I'm going to tone it down just a little bit. My name is Felicia Hamilton, and I will be your moderator for this gathering. Welcome to another lecture given by members of the, <laughs> of the Ohio, Canada branch. I was going to say Southfield, Michigan. This is a school, and it's not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name, and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means Elohim is the title our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia will prove that neither the Greek language, the Hebrew language, nor the Latin language had any characters or letters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1,400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of our Father and His Son. Christ is a title, just like Lord and God. <clears throat> Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state, symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. 
in like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, <clears throat> excuse me, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelation. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now there is only one name given unto salvation, and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question we must ask ourselves is, what was the name of the Savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, a holy place, and a court round about. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and the function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary aims and constitution objectives of the school are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to extirpate current superstitions, to investigate current superstitions, to investigate the unexplained spirit law, she knew I was going to get it wrong, and law of nature and the powers laden in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstitions, skepticisms, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose operating throughout the dispensations and ages. 
Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained, there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And tenth, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace, and our slogan is speak the truth. At this time, we would like to have a prayer by Dr. Lauren Lewis from our Southfield, Michigan class, followed by scripture, which would be Matthew, the 24th chapter, verses 1 through 31, read by Dr. Kim Galecchio from our Arcport class. I'd like to say good evening to the class. Can we bow our hearts and minds in a moment of prayer? Thanking Yahshua for allowing us to gather again once again in his name to learn more perfectly of his purpose, pattern, and plan, that how through salvation he redeemed us from the fall of Adam <clears throat> to bring us into the glory of the Father, Yahweh. We're asking that every speaker that comes onto the floor today, that he edifies and allows the gospel to be preached through every vessel for edification of the body and sealing of the Holy Spirit. All these things that we ask in our brother and Savior's name, Yahshua the Messiah, let us all say hallelujah. Bible containing the original names, the Old and New Testaments, critically compared with ancient authorities and various manuscripts revised by the A.B. Traina Scripture Research Organization. Matthew 24, 1 through 31. And Yahshua went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Yahshua said unto them, See ye not? these things, excuse me, see ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the age? And Yahshua answered and said unto them, 
take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of the plagues. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise, and shall deceive many. And because apostasy shall abound, the love of many shall grow cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And the glad tidings of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. And except those days be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is the Messiah, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false messiahs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that, if it were possible, they shall deceive the, excuse me, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before, wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Matthew 24, 1 through 31. Scripture, which I inadvertently said she was done, and she wasn't, so thank you, Yashua, and Dr. Lauren Lewis for the prayer. And we want to once again welcome everyone out to this gathering today, um, which is being hosted by, I want to say the members, the member, maybe two, of the Hamilton, Ontario, Canada class, because we know they're very little, but they're not alone. 
Um, before we begin, please make sure to silence any electronic devices, cell phones, pagers, if that even exists anymore, mm -hmm. so that we're not disturbed. And for our first speaker, we'd like to um, call the um, organizer of the event from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, Dr. Lionel Vamanju. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready, Kenyatta? <laughs> Joey, are you ready? Right? He said hallelujah at the end, right? And it's so important. And what does that mean? You praise any? Yeah, see, I don't have to do anything. Just, you know, you guys know the answers. Welcome. I'm very excited to be here and to... Um, be a witness like you are all witnesses. This is, as much as I'm hosting something, it's not my show. It's never been my show, and it's not your show either, but without you, there is no show, because you are a witness unto the power of Yahweh to raise up out of dead beings living souls who came in here dead on arrival, right? As the founder said. So, when we did this thing in 2019 in this room, there were a couple more souls here, and we've lost a few souls that have passed. Come on and be welcome. Come on. Love you guys. There's lots of room over here right in front. Now, tables in the front aren't for necessarily special people. Seth is special. You can, you can use, the, use the tables and stuff like that. It's not often a guy from Florida leaves 80 degrees to go drive in five inches of snow from Buffalo here. But we're not exalting Seth either, but just anyway. But when we did this 2019, I asked the group near the end, do you want to do this again? And there was, Lenore said, yeah! Hope that wasn't too loud. And here we are, post-pandemic, right? You know, just it has to balance out. I'm sorry it's not a cheap spot to be. I'm sorry it's uh, March in, in December or March in Canada, wintertime and snow. I know some people probably raised their eyebrows. Oh my goodness, what do you, oh, it's so close to Chicago. Anytime you can get together is important. And it felt upon my heart to get together now. For whatever reason, because there are souls that are in need. As mine is too, to be lifted up. Right? We all need those things. So I'm not going to run through all the schools of all the folks that are here, give or take. Maybe tomorrow over the weekend I will. But do know that, that you're very much in my thoughts and mind and your heart, and extremely grateful that you endeared the weather. Now let's keep our mind on some folks and some vessels that are still on their way here that aren't quite here yet. Okay, my prayer is that they all get here safely, that we all carry on and lift each other up. Sometimes we can't control the will. We don't control any weather, right? So let's get to, I think it's Psalms 133 and 1. I think that's what that is. So this lecture can disappear for other speakers. It's just here because... You know, I don't know, I like to have my Bible there, and I'm kind of being kind of tall. Don't hurt my back bending over. But. Dwell together, not just, you can get together with all kinds of people for all kinds of reasons to accomplish all kinds of things, good, bad, ugly, whatever. But in unity, that is a difference maker right there. The unity. 
Now, you can use the word unity all you want, repeat it all you want, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're in unity. Isaiah 8 and 20. Because you have to, I saw David taking pictures of this chart over here, but you've got to go back and look at all the witnesses, and all these things are important. That unity is maintained by what? Bullying people, making fun of people, oh, Lauren, you're so wrong, you got to do this and that, or no, you know, lifting up each other. Looking at the witnesses, and if we're opposed or we don't see something that somebody else sees, we've got to slow it down and explain it with the witnesses. Isaiah 8 and 20. Isaiah 8 and 20. To the law and to the testimony. To the law and to the testimony. What's a testimony? It doesn't say testimony here. Yeah, the prophets are giving a testimony. They love not their lives unto the death. They were dealt with all kinds of horrible things that they dealt with. And then even after Pentecost, those sons over here also received and dealt with all kinds of crazy things over here. Persecution, drawn asunder, uh, you know, uh, uh, drawn and quartered, sorry, stoned, beaten, you know, ridiculed, mocked. If it wasn't physical, they were going after their character. And the same thing goes on today, right? To the law and the testament. Recap that, please, Marianne. Or if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Yeah, but if they're not speaking according to law and prophets, there's no light in them. Second uh, Peter 1 and 19 and 20. Well, where are, they, where, are they, where are they speaking from? Right? Isaiah had probably lots of things to say. Or Isaiah or Jeremiah. Had probably lots of things to say. Opinions on different things or things they experienced. But wait, when the word of Yahweh came unto them, it's a different force that's happened. Different thing has taken place. I think that's where it's Second Peter 1.19. Thank you. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Where's that assurity coming I'm sorry. Where's that assurity coming from? A more wor sure word of prophecy. Right. Whereunto you do well that you take heed is unto a light that shineth in a dark place. Yeah, if you take heed, you can do well. If you pay attention, you can do well. All kinds of people are financial planners, and they try and get you set up to do these certain things well that you'll set up well, right? But, from, but that's all physical. Listen, Pharaoh and his great host over here, you know, all the treasure cities that were built back here, all of his stuff, all of the various Pharaohs, their stuff is scattered all over museums all over the world. He's not enjoying it in the afterlife. He's got to come from the afterlife down to London to go check out his hat, and he's got to go to Florida to go check out his shoes, <laughs> and he's got to go to Italy to see some other part of his stuff, some whatever, right? Mm -hmm. More sure word of, recap that, sorry. We, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed, yep. is unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Yep. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private No one cared what Jeremiah had to say other than what Yahweh was speaking through Jeremiah. Right? And no different than you or I. No one cares what Lionel has to say. And you shouldn't. I'm just some guy. I'm just some guy that wants to get together and assemble. That's it. I'm nothing special. But we all matter. We all have a soul, and that soul matters. Right? When I walked in here, Joey was saying, well, I said, Joey, you matter. I said, well, how do you know I matter? Because you got a soul. You're breathing, right? You're giving praise. Little, yeah, you, Joey. You know your And that's why names are important. If I would have said Jimmy Pagano, then I wouldn't, wouldn't know who it was. Your name is important. You pay attention, right? Not to single you out, you know, because, you know, but all those things matter. 
right? The holy, we carry on. For the, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, yeah. but holy men of Yahweh spake as they were moved by the they Holy Spirit. They were spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. The Holy right. Spirit gives them utterance. And it's no different than over here, you see in this chart, over here, Yahshua the Messiah came in to fulfill that old covenant, right? To take this stuff out of the way that wasn't given to us. And if there's even a Jewish person in this room, if there was, I don't know, I'm sorry. But it was, it was given to you. But then this was only given for the time then present to the time of what? Reformation. Right? Which you can read, where's that coming from? That's in Hebrews, the ninth chapter. But this was nailed to the cross. But we don't stop at the cross. A lot of churches stop at the cross or whatever. You know, you, know, you go to the church, they got a big cross. Yeah, we've got a chart with them on there. Sure. But wait, you've got to get past the cross. This is part of the process according to the scriptures. Death, burial, resurrection according to the scriptures, which is in 1 Corinthians 15, the first couple of verses. But after this, it's that Oh, you know, died according to the scriptures, buried according to the scriptures, raised again a quickening spirit, and those sons that had believed the report, they rose up with Yahshua the Messiah there. Right? That's making that number complete. And, that, and then what did they do? They tarried with them for 40 days. They ascended the Father on the 50th day, 50th day, or Pentecost. What? Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out to those Jews there in the upper room in Jerusalem. Right? That's where it's poured out. There's a change that took place in them. They didn't get together and decide, hey, we're going to give each other the Holy Spirit today. Meet, meet us at this time. Check your Palm Pilot or your Cal... Well, who was a Palm Pilot anymore? But, but who, check, check your, cal your Google Calendar or something like that. We're going to meet this place. That we're no. And seven years later, the Gentiles were brought in because that's also taking care of a promise. It was also right. made to the seed of Abraham, right? Maybe princes and stuff like that through Ishmael and so forth, but they too also could be partakers if they pay attention to what Yahweh has to say. And those Gentiles were brought in over there, and Peter didn't want to go there. It's not lawful. But he went. Why? Because he needed to have the sheet come down three times. Those witnesses confirmed what he needed to do to fulfill Yahweh's purpose and plan to bring them in, to take out that middle wall of partition, which you can read about in Ephesians, the second chapter, right? Well, let's do this. We're going to jump around. Well, I've already jumped around a lot already. But these things are important to get together and lift up each other and so forth. We all have challenges. We all have issues from a physical standpoint, emotional standpoint, a financial standpoint, and sometimes even a, a doctrinal standpoint. And those things we all have to try and reason it out together. Right? Reasoning. That's a tough word because to reason with anybody, you have to have two parties that want to reason. Right? Right? It's not... I want a reason, but you don't want a reason, then you're just arguing against the brick wall or whatever else, but you have to be able to share your perspectives back and forth. You know, and it's not easy for people to accept. Yeah, we wasn't willing that all of them in creation were going to be perish. Right? That's in 2 Peter, isn't it? Yep, it is. 2 Peter 3 and um, 9. Uh, 3 and 9. Second Peter 3 and 9. Mm -hmm. Yahweh is not slack concerning his promise. That's right. Now listen, he gave a promise to Abraham that his seed would be evil entreated. These charts are going to move around all weekend, so it doesn't drive you crazy if you're OCD. Um, but he gave a promise to Abraham that his seed would be like stars of heaven and the sands of the sea, right? But they had to go somewhere and be evilly entreated. So when you see they went down evilly entreated, you shouldn't be surprised. They said it was going to happen. And when you look at Matthew 24, they'd be hated for his namesake. We shouldn't be surprised that we're hated for his namesake. You think, well, 
No one's out here to stone you or shoot you. If they wanted to do that, come at her. But you're hated for his namesake. Why? Because you're hanging on to these names that are proven and shown in your book. Right. Yahweh is salvation over and over and over again. He's working that purpose for, right. his, for his plan and pleasure. Okay, read on. Yahweh is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to long, us. Long-suffering. Boy, you know, those people here that are parents, you know, you watch your kids grow up, it doesn't matter what age they are, you're, they drive you crazy. Yes. Young or old, they drive you crazy. What are you doing? What about this? What about that? You know, that's from a physical standpoint of long-suffering, how Yahweh looks at us. Long-suffering, boy, what a folly we've made of our existence or the things we've come to know, how we mishandled some words, we mishandled things. But he loves us. He gives us a chance to recover us. Right? Read on. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Yeah, all should come to repentance. But some people aren't going to say sorry. Doesn't matter what you do. They're not going to say sorry. They're going to hang on to that. Spite. Right? If we had the old man, new man, Charlie didn't bring that one. But anyway, you know, you'd see it on there. Spite, malice, envy, greed. Oh, maliciousness, that's, I don't know if that's on there, but it probably is. Right? All those things. But why is it important to pay attention to coming to repentance? It's repentance works fit for repentance, not these things. You're not going to repent through these things anymore. But there is a spiritual counterpart of the sacrifice. When you bring some bullock or some animal or some creature to offer as a sacrifice, you're offering some of your wealth to, to whatever it is or something that you have to come to, you know, but from a spiritual standpoint, coming on with this side, you and I have the opportunity to die a death of humbling ourselves and saying that I was wrong and I'm sorry. Right? That is a right. personal death that you experience with the hope of that be burial, that they'll bring the resurrection, that hope to recognize that you've come through that process, because this is all about a process of death, burial, resurrection, right? Ascension. Blood, water, spirit, 40, all these principles over and over again. It is a process that we all go through and be mindful of, okay? But the day of Yahweh, verse 10. But the day of Yahweh will come as a thief in the night, yep. in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. I, I got a house sitting across town. It's empty right now. I know my cats aren't going to fend off anybody coming, right? But if I knew someone was going to bust in my place, I'd say, I got to go. I got to go, Sherry. I'll be back later. You take, the, you take the floor. Go. You know, you're going to go somewhere and be prepared. But you don't know when it's going to come. Right. Always be mindful of those things. The ever-presence of Yahweh. And he so humbly showed us these things. And these last days, when you think about the SoundCloud lectures, that, that, those tapes that escaped a fire. Right? Yeah. And those things you can hear the fountain. I remember my, my dad's here, and I remember sitting in his Volkswagen Golf with a blood punk radio and a Kinley tape in there, and it must have been crack cranked to 10, just trying to make out some kind of scratchy sound of something that Kinley had said from some lecture somewhere that's been taped of a tape of a tape of a tape. Yeah. Now you listen to the lecture, man, you hear his, his shoes squeak in and stuff like that. It's just how those things go. But while we're here, though, it's important to remember a bunch of different things, okay? Um, we, 
we're having some dinner downstairs and you when you have breakfast tomorrow you look at there's a, a picture of a kiwi downstairs in the breakfast area breakfast is free for those guests here anyway but I'm not trying to push the hotel on you but the seeds are important where we are right now my father was probably scrubbing auto parts in 1953 or 54 when he came here as an immigrant from Canada with Barry English right you worked at Leggett Motors which is either 40 right around here right so and from that, to then learn about this gospel and truth and to share it. Well, where'd that come from? Well, the founders sent Billy Carroll, who had parents that were, one was Canadian and one was, one was American, so it's easier to cross over if you've got dual citizenship or dual parents. So he was sent up to Hamilton, Canada, to preach the gospel. And some of these charts, the tabernacle chart over there, was most likely brought here by Ona Heath and Burbeck Mitchell and Billy Carroll in the charts. And they, had, they crossed the border, and they had to rule some of these charts out. What's in your car? Right. You've, got a, you've got a white woman right. with, and a white man, and, you know, you've know, yeah. you got, got a whole bunch of folks coming to this car, Bible study class. What is all this stuff like that going on? They had to roll it out. And they came here, and they preached the gospel. And Billy Carroll was preaching, and some of those folks that have watched the, the history of Henry Clifford Kinley and some organization on YouTube, okay? Note how I said that. But you watch that around the one minute and nine second or one one minute and uh, one hour and nine eight minute sec section on that videotape, you can see Mary Gross, Dr. Kinley down by Niagara Falls. You see them in Hamilton walking around here, and there's a picture that shows them at the Helen Greshner Spiritualist Center somewhere here in Hamilton. And Billy Carroll would would go to a church where Rod Channer's uh, cousin or. or whatever, some family member was a minister or priest, pastor there at the church, and maybe that was the church, or maybe some other one here in town, and they would preach the gospel. You can come on in. Yep. They would preach the gospel here, right? And uh, that is what they would do. Right. So they, they preached the gospel in that church. And Rod Channer, you know, after the church session, Billy would roll the charts out, and he'd go give a class. And eventually, Billy got thrown out of there. Oh. <laughs> you know, but it was a discussion of what was in Peter there, what's, what is in, you know, what, what was in Peter, right? There's some seats as well at the front there, too, if you want, wherever you can. Um, um, but there's a discussion. They left that, they got tossed out of there, and Rod went with Billy, and they preached the gospel. Well, Billy taught and shared what he taught to Rod Channer, as well as all those other vessels on down the line. And they placed an ad in a newspaper in 1972 or so, where my father saw the paper and, and went to the YMCA in Toronto and looked at this ad, and he came here and saw these charts, and saw, well, oh my goodness, Bible study charts, right? And it was all about to leave, but stayed. And through those vessels, teaching other vessels and so forth, the class grew and things were accomplished to, in terms of preaching the gospel. So when you receive a seed, you plant that seed, and you share that seed, you don't know if it's going to grow. We're sowing seeds all the time. Now, yeah, he's not stuck concerning his promise. He could populate all these things, but he's always working with a remnant. How do you know that? That's right. There's a remnant, eight souls, of all the, whatever the population was at the time of Noah. Whatever that number is, I don't know what it was. But only eight souls got on that ark. That's a remnant. Right? They believed what they, were, what they received for 120 years, which is it's going to rain. It hadn't rained before, but it's going to rain. Right? Yeah, he's working with the remnant. And then through that process of reaching out to people in seeds, my, my father, it's not to admonish my father, it's not really the intent anyway, but the spirit through my father at that particular time, communicate with James Cabell in Zambia and preach the gospel to him. 
sponsored him to come to Canada and learn and learn about this gospel. Came here for 30 days. There was a 30-day limit. After the 30 days, you had to go back to where you came from. Because otherwise you're, you know, you're trying to immigrate or whatever else. But that was the rule at the time. And traveled around. And then my father and another member of the, an orga, this organization or an organization like this, whatever, went to Zambia and visited in 95. And Kathy went to Zambia. And a few other vessels went to Zambia and so forth to preach the gospel after the fact. And then they were, you know, there was a great period of time in silence. But to hear some of those vessels out there that are preaching the gospel still is a wonderful thing. And the gospel needs to be preached, right? Matthew right. 24 and 14, I think it is. Well, let's go up a little bit. And then I'm going to sit down very soon because... Matthew 24. Yep, 24. Um, and we're going to go start. You, got, you have to preach the gospel. Not that you have to like it's an obligation, like it's an ordinance. But if it's in you to share, whether it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone, right? People know you're different. Mm -hmm. You know... Someone said, oh, you're off this week? You're Friday off? Yeah, well, where are you going? Stay in Hamilton? Really? A three-day weekend? Why? Because I'm putting on a seminar? You know, whatever. Or, or, sorry, putting together a gathering. I mean, not, you know, all those things. Family right? Reunion. Not to split words, right? But go down to uh, hmm, five. Five. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah. And shall deceive many. Many are coming in his name. So the question would be, if anyone has a Bible, what's his name? His name wasn't Jesus back over there, right? And, and not just because it's painted on the chart, I mean, the name wasn't Jesus, and that his name is Yahshua, because you paint it on a chart, doesn't make it so. Right? You can paint anything on a chart and think it's so, but it's not necessarily so. That's called art, and interpretive art. People do all those kinds of things, and they paint something, and they, you, think, you think it looks like a basket of figs, and they say, no, no, it's a bunch of rhinoceroses running to the water well. You don't know. That's what they see. Because they painted it. But Yahweh, is come, Yahshua is coming in his father's name. Yah, That's right. Yeah, you see the similarity. And Yahweh is salvation demonstrated. But many false prophets are going to come in his name of Yahshua and deceive many. Let alone Jesus. But there was no Jesus back there anyway at the time because there's no J in the Hebrew language, the Greek language, the Latin language. I've got a 1611 King James Version up here at the front. And if you flip that open, you're not going to see letter J in that book. That's right. Now, I'm not going to ask the readers to read out of it because the old English is tough to read, but you're not going to see when you go look at Jeremiah, you're not going to find a letter J to start off Jeremiah. You're not going to see, you know, a letter J starting off Jerusalem either. wasn't there. You will see in the beginning of the Tetragrammaton on the big picture, and Marianne has a photocopy of that as well, plus it's in the book there. But he's coming, many will see many in his name. So... Those people that preach in the name of Yahshua the Messiah, you have to make sure that they're right. Mm -hmm. And how do you do that? Again, through the law and the prophets. You could, all those train, uh, someone was talking about earlier, all those train wrecks, trains come off the track, grease, right? You got off the tracks, you got a problem. What's your tracks? Law and the, law and the prophets. Chug it, chug it, chug it, you know. <laughs> right? And you're line upon line. It's like a grid. It's, it's taking you somewhere. If David was on the floor right now, he'd take you over to this chart, and he'd be running a line over here, you know. Gary Williams, you know, blood, water, spirit for you. It's going to catch you up. It's going to catch you up to where you should be. And it's going to catch you up for being wrong. It's going to catch you up and re restore you. All those spirit, all, all those things are so important. Deceive many. Read down to 14. Go down to, read down. Jump to 14? Uh, go down to 9. 9. Then 
Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. You can sake. be hated for, all, for his name's sake. Right. And when you go into John 17 and 3, which talks about this is life eternal, right? Let uh -huh. me know that. What you got to go back down is, well, that's important. And you read for all, well, once you start anyway, you got to read the whole thing, right? And you get down into 6 or so forth, and Yahshua Messiah was bringing the name to them. Well, wouldn't they have known the name of Yahweh along? No. Why? Because the priests and scribes took this tetragrammaton and they put diacritical marks on it and they hid it from people to understand. So he always, and they call him Adonai. We don't want him to take his name in vain, so we'll call him that. And then lo and behold, you brought his name to vain because you didn't preach his name and the power in that name that he who causes to exist or he who wills to be. So even the Messiah is there preaching Yahweh, making sure that they know who their Heavenly Father is. Jeremiah and all those things. All those guys are all going back and taking the folks back to Yahweh over and over again. Why? You know, if you make something, if you're a kid, you know, if you're a kid in school and you work on a really good project, you write your name on it, right? And you'd be really upset. Sam would be really upset as he finishes up high school if all of a sudden, you know, one of his buddies marks his name on Sam's paper. His buddy's out fishing and hunting, not doing anything. They saw Sam's paper sitting there, no name on it. He slaps his name on it. He takes credit for something he didn't do. He'd be sore upset with his friend. You'd call him out. You maybe never talk to him again. Or maybe you'd forgive him. <laughs> Whatever. But you know, but you'd be upset because that's something you've done. And you've worked hard to do it. Think of this beautiful creation. Yeah, snow drives us crazy, but it's a witness of death, burial, resurrection. Right? When I got a shovel, the front of my house sidewalk, driveway, and then along the main street, because I, I purchased the house that's right on the main street, so I've got to do the sidewalk on the main street, too. Every time I show up, I hate the snow. Uh, why did I buy this house? Oh, wait. Death, burial, resurrection. Death. got to have this to enjoy the spring. And with the spring, there's a new hope from a physical standpoint. And at the same time as you and I are dead and buried in our wickedness, that hope of the actual Messiah spring up eternal in us. Right? Hated for namesake. So we're going to do this. We're going to go over to the, um, well, the, in your packet. There's a couple of things in your packet. If you haven't got it yet, we'll, we can get you one and so forth. So there's a transcript in there, St. Louis Obispo, discussion at. Check it out when you can. I know it's tough. You come to the seminary, get the packet on the Friday. It's hard to, you know, you got to cram all weekend to read it. You may not get to it all. There's also a, a, a photocopy of the founder's note from inside the 1971 uh, convention booklet program. There's a couple poems that I wrote, and I'm not trying to sell poetry or so forth. Some things that came to my mind the last little while. One of them thinking about those vessels who passed the last little while, Dr. Gill, Dr. Higgins, Dr. Allen, and so on. I know those folks have passed. It's tr tr tragic for a lot of folks that have grew up listening to them. But you know what? The torch gets passed. And what they held on that torch with witnesses is the same grip, you've got to grab onto that torch. And don't hide that torch behind a bushel. Right. Right. Every gift that you have is not for your wealth and your pleasure. It's really to preach. The beauty of the singers here today or some folks that sing for a profession or whatever else, great. Make some money, whatever else. But that's really to give glory unto Yahweh. That's what it's there for. And you also see a postcard in there. I'm not selling postcards. That's not the intent. But when you go home, Write it and mail it to somebody you love and care about. 
and tell them that they matter. Because when you look at the front of the postcard, it gives you a bit of a direction. When you meet someone, you want to know their name. Yes. They look interesting. Ah, you know, what's that person's name? What's that girl's name? What's that guy's name? Whatever. Well, you get to know their name. Because that, that connects you that, you know, did you know about this person? You see this person? And then you want to know more about what their attributes are. Once you know that name, up top here, then you want to know what their attributes are. Are they wise? Are they intelligent? Hey, forget about the beauty. There's the beauty on the outside, but do they have the beauty on the inside? To love that which is unlovable. All these attributes are important. And that's a process of going through and getting to know someone from a physical standpoint. And it's just as important. So when you go home and you feel inclined to mail it, mail it to someone or keep it on your fridge, whatever, but if you're not going to use it, give it back to me because I'm going to mail it out. <laughs> yes, Those who know, you. I'm going to mail it out five score and seven times or whatever it is. But okay, that's why it's there. Okay? You also see a restaurant listing and so forth. I haven't eaten all these restaurants, but just for your own reference. Okay? But the transcript, you go to the top of that third page. Yes. This right, yeah, right there, start there. Okay. Uh, actually, no, we won't. We'll go down to 14. 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the age for a witness unto all, right. all nations. 11, sorry. Oh, I'm, 11. I'm, I'm a horrible speaker because I, <laughs> I see something, I see five other things. <laughs> 11. And many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. Yep. Many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, now, the love of many shall not, wax Now you cold. see over here on this chart, yeah, okay, you know, I'm sorry it's a little bit bended. But you see the apostasy play here is all kinds of sex and false science and false. We just went through a whole period of science false, true, false truth, whatever, you know, fake wow. news. We went through all those different things, regardless of the, the color and all those different things related to people's parties, etc. We went through all those things from a political standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, many false witnesses over here as well. And you get those people that are also going to see, oh, I, oh yeah, we, do, oh, we know this name. But then they're going to take you over to the, the tub or the basin, right? Oh, we know this name, right? But we're waiting for the Savior to still come. When he has come, he's supposed to be poured out, or is poured out. It's supposed to be in you now. Read on. I forgot right one. And because Twelve. iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. The love of many shall wax cold, right? But he that endures unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the age for a witness unto all nations, so and then shall the end come. I can come. tell you right now, for a matter of fact, and sincerity of my heart, there are people that have come back to class through broadcasting on various YouTube channels or various sites. And it is crucial to continue to do it. This gospel is not to be locked up in a little room somewhere in front of whatever TV screen, you know, and it's supposed to be preached and will be preached. That's if it's right. true, if it's true gospel, you can preach it anywhere. Right. Frank's right. done it on street corners and Jamaican markets and Zambia. If it's a true gospel, you preach it anywhere. So you can't, don't hide it. Don't hide it. Treat it with respect, with the witnesses, but don't hide it. Read on. Actually, we're going to go over, uh, go uh, get Psalms 25 and 19. Please. Yeah, thank you. All right, many people will be hated for his name for his name's sake, right? Yep. And yet Yahweh brought the children of Israel out of Egypt for what? His name's sake. And when you go to a funeral, 
and someone's reading out to you Psalms 23, why is he leading you to those valleys of the shadow of yeah. you know, valleys and green pastures for what? For his namesake, over and over and over again, for his namesake. Well, it doesn't matter what you call him, he knows what your heart says. Now, what's in your heart's important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, he knows who he's working with and dealing with. You know, but if you're married to someone for a long time, and you call him your ex-girlfriend's or ex-partner's name. Not good. You, they know in your heart that you love them. <laughs> but you call them some different name that you got some explaining to do. Right? That's a problem. Yeah. That's, that's the physical side of things. Okay? Read. What did you uh, Psalms, Psalms 25, and 25 and 19. Thank you. Consider mine enemies, for they are many. And they hate me with cruel hatred. Yep, many, many enemies. They hate them greatly. And that's, yeah. again, what you read in Matthew, you're going to have to read back in the prophets. You've got to go back in the law as well. You know, don't bring his name, you know, you hate Yahweh by bringing his name to naught, right? He's going to visit the iniquity on the third and fourth generations all down the line, right? Read on. One more verse oh, there. Oh, keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed. Let me not be ashamed. Well, we hear about that word ashamed before, later on, right? Let me not be ashamed. How can you not be ashamed? When you have, when you have that confidence, that proof, those witnesses, you, you're not ashamed because you stand on those things. They're your pillars. And you know that in Romans, the first chapter, where I'm flipping to right now, right? And let's go over and start off at the 15th verse. Romans 1.15. And real slow. Romans 1, 15. Yep. So as much as in me is. As much as in him is. Yes. I am ready to preach the gospel. He was killing those sons after the Pentecost, killing them with letters. He had witnesses even to kill them. Yep. But wait, Yahweh's merciful. He caused him to be converted. Yep. Caused a change to occur in him. Didn't exchange him like he would a propane tank at the barbecue. He caused a change to happen inside of him. And those sons that he had killed, that witnessed him killing their brothers, had to love him just as much as the brothers they saw die. That's difficult. We have a hard time when someone cuts you off, let alone loving somebody who killed your brother. Recognize it's Yahweh's power that's at work here, right? For as much as in him is. Where did he get it from? Not from the feet of Gamaliel. He got that through the Holy Spirit that was poured out unto him and resides in him. That he is not ashamed. Read on. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel. So as much as in him is. What is in you? Right? It's easy to look out the window and point, oh, look at the person over there. Look in the mirror. What's in you? What are you going to do to make a difference in someone else's life. What can you do to share something with somebody else? What can you do to slow yourself down? Yes, sure, you can give someone five bucks at the stoplight around the corner here. Sure, that's maybe handy for someone or whatever. But what can you do to love this gospel? What can you do to lift somebody up? What can you do to help someone that's struggling? Because as much as in him is, he's going to give you all. Those athletes on the floor in some sport or on ice or a football field, they give their all. They want that trophy at the end, and if they, they didn't give it all, they're regretting it. And we should be the same way. If we didn't give it all, we're going to be ashamed of ourselves because you didn't give it all. And sometimes it's not all about the sweat or whipping your wallet out to do conferences, none of that stuff. 
It's about looking at someone in the eye. Tell them, I love you, Kenyatta. I'm happy you made it through the snow here, right? Joey, you're awesome back there. I'm still watching you, <laughs> right? Read on. I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. He's ready to do it. And he's going to do it. He's ready, and he's going to do it. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Yahshua. He's not ashamed. Right. For it is the power of Yahweh unto salvation we'll to everyone that believeth. Yep. To everyone that believeth. Right. To the Jew first and also right. to the Greeks. To the Jew first, and then the Gentiles and the Greeks. It's written in the book, but it's the Gentiles. So then first. So if you want us to the chart, you want us to understand the book? Look at the charts. You want to understand the church? Look at the book. You want to read that, that top paragraph? Um, it's from the transcript in your packet. Yes. I, I'm reading from the discussion at San Luis Obispo yep. by Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, February 13th, 1971. I'm on the third page. Um, you want it from the top? Yep. Yeah, just that top paragraph. Now, let's, let's, let's take this thing like it ought to be, mm. and let's love one another. Let's love one another. Despise. To love someone isn't, isn't a passive, oh, I love you. It's an active process, right? This, Otherwise, your relationship is going to die on the rock. It's an active process. It's, sometimes it's flowers, or it's a post-it note, or it's something of kindness, or it's helping up someone that they care for, or expressing interest in each other, right? It's an active process. To love this gospel is an active process. We don't want your money. just want your attention. Despise the cross and the shame of it, hmm. but press on forward to the glory that is set before right? us. Press on. Pass the, pass the cross. That's that glory set before Pentecost first, the Jews, and the Pentecost is still happening. The Holy Spirit's still being poured out. Through what? Preaching the death, burial, resurrection. The foolishness of preaching is for some. But you go through those things. Oh, man, you guys got the Moses chart up again. Why? Can't put up some other chart? No, because this takes our picture. Right? Sometimes we don't like our picture taken. We don't. But that takes our picture, too. They're no different than us. Read on a little bit further. And if there's any way under the sun, which there is, for you to be what you ought to be and help somebody else do that at any at any cost, even if it costs your life, right. try with all there is in you. Did, did Paul say, forget it, I'm going to go to the beach instead today? Nothing wrong with going to the beach. Don't get me wrong, maybe not today, but they love not their lives unto the death. Right. You read about that in Revelations. Stones, stricken. They came to see him, Paul, when he was in prison. And what did he preach them? Yash, the Messiah, out of the scriptures from morning to night. Mm -hmm. Kept them in the book, in the book in the book. Because everyone had the book, so if you keep everyone in the book, then you're on the same playing field. And the adversary is trying to get in that book and try to mess up things in the book. And that's why you got to look at your witnesses to match up, to see whether, who wrote it, that section or not, or how's it pieced together. Is that the rest, is that all that seg segment? Is there any, is there any more of that? In that? I know no, there's a lot not of transcript. there. Okay. I, there's more. That's that, that first paragraph's done? Yes. Try and be all those things, right? It's difficult. It's my challenge to myself is to love more and more and give more and more until there's nothing left. Because the time is short. Mm -hmm. The race is not for the swift. Right. You know, you think of the pair with the tortoise and the hare. The hare's blowing on by. Get distracted by something else. That turtle man, it's creeping along. It's creeping along. Steady, slow and sure. Humble, apt to teach. You never know who's going to watch the class you're watching from. That's right. We've been asked to cease and desist. 
And I will tell you right now, I refuse. Refuse to surrender. Be wise, but I refuse to surrender. Because you know what happens to surrender? You're sent off a camp somewhere. They're gonna make, you're trying to fit into society. You'll be marked. You can't fit in. You can't dummy it down. The truth is pure, real, and alive. Peace and love in Yahshua. Thank you. testimony. And for our next speaker, we're happy to call from our Lansing, Michigan branch, Dr. Graciela Underwood. It is so wonderful to see everyone's faces here. I don't know everybody, but I recognize quite a few of you. And I know that the journey was something else, right? Uh, I know for myself, at one point, I thought, like, should I even still go? I mean, that thought crossed my mind, and I recognized it. That was a fiery dart. Oh, my gosh, I almost got hit. <laughs> Thank you, Yashua. So... The subject matter, can we go ahead and have what's read on the, on the paper that he's got the purpo uh, purpose of this uh, meeting? Because yeah. that was in the handout. Yeah. No, that was in the packet? Right. Oh, I don't packet. have my packet. We don't have one. Ah. Yeah, that's, okay, well, but I also want um, this right here. I want this read, too. Yeah. Let me give somebody who's got a mic. I want you to read the purpose that's written there and then also go, oh, that's, that's not what the handout was. Let's go back to Seth. Okay. This is what I'm referring to. Okay. I want you to read that and then come down and read that. Definitely. Okay. So the purpose, to continue to help you to find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists with the desire to assemble the breather in brethren, 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 brethren sorry, but, but. brethren in righteous peace and joy. The strength we get through Yahshua by being assembled in the unity of spirit strengthens us and keeps us upright in the face of the adversary. Um... The theme is, how can we keep the unity and love of the Spirit alive in these times? And I'm reading Ephesians right. 4, 1 through 6. Therefore, the prisoner of Elohim beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one hope of your calling. Okay. One Elohim, one faith, mm -hmm. one immersion. One is Yahweh and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Okay, let me, let me have the paper for a moment. Okay, so 
uh, in reading this, you should, you, if you've been to coming to these um, sessions before, classes before, wherever you're from, then you recognize that part of it is our very first aim, mm -hmm. right? Right. And um, for those who have never, ever been to a session, the first thing that they would say is, well, who's Yahweh? And why do I have to know him? And what does the word Elohim mean? And the fact that, we, that it's saying about knowing Yahweh, our Elohim as it really is and actually exists, okay? Mm -hmm. So um, we always like to point out this and remind ourselves that, that what we're learning is the result of a divine vision and the divine revelation that Yahweh, who is spirit, who Yahweh, who is the father, Yahweh, who is the one who conceived within himself that he was going to create a creation, and he went ahead and created, I'll call it the spirit embodiment that he stepped into, and then at this point, in this state, he created the entire universe, that that Yahweh is also it didn't take all of him to come here. It didn't take all of him to then do the will of the Father when he manifested as Yahshua the Messiah. That's the Yahweh that we want everyone to know. That that spirit is a unity. He's not a trinity, as Christendom led many of us to believe, okay, and still continues to teach others. I'm calling it teaching on their part, it's actually preaching, um, because when a, in a school, when you're um, having a teacher teach you something, it is your hope that what they're teaching you is facts, yeah. truth, yeah. a method, something that will be beneficial to your quote-unquote physical life, whereas in this school, we want it to be beneficial to your spiritual life. It is so vitally important because we understand that there is an existence beyond this creation, physical creation. Right. We've been exposed to the knowledge that Yahweh is operating by a pattern or plan of salvation. We've been exposed to the fact that it's important to him that we know about his name and that he be the one to get the credit and he has told us that he wants the credit as Yahshua, meaning Yahweh is salvation. And this chart right here says chart on the pattern or plan of salvation. So he's operating by a plan of salvation. These are things that prior to attending these sessions, whatever denomination or belief or agnosticism or whatever, you, atheism, whatever you were thinking, you were not thinking about those things. You were thinking about how do I survive in this world? What kind of work can I get money for, or whatever it is that you do? Because some people don't believe in work either. <laughs> okay? But there is a salvation that we have to be aware of. Let's go ahead and get uh, John 17, and let's start at the first verse, and go ahead, and we're going to have you go read through three. But before you begin, I'll say this. Actually, before you get that one, let's get Matthew 5, 17, and 18. 
And in Matthew 5, 17 and 18, if you've got a red-letter edition Bible, I always like to remind myself of this too, because it was an eye-opener for me, because I was raised Roman Catholic. So we weren't encouraged to read the Bible. And then when I became a born-again Christian, it wasn't like anybody pointed this out to me. It was here in the school. They said, you know, if it's in red letters and red ink in your Bible, those are attributed to the Messiah. Like, oh, okay. That means you should pay more attention. So let's go ahead and have Matthew 5.17 through 18, please. Matthew 5.17. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. Right. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily mm -hmm. I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. So there's various places that we can point to when we're, we're talking about that. One is right here with regard to these carnal ordinances because there were 613 carnal ordinances that were given to the Gentiles. No. No. You should be awake enough to say that. <laughs> given to the children of Israel and the children of Israel only when Yahweh spoke down the law into their hearing. Okay? So that law that they're speaking of, all right, in your Bible it would be referred to as those first five books that, Mo that Moses is attributed to Moses, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Genesis, mm -hmm. which of course we would, we would like to go ahead and change the order of that because we realize other things because of this divine vision, divine revelation, right, as to where Genesis really belongs. And then the testimony we've come to find out would be the next 34 books. So we're talking about 39 books that there is organizations that believe in Jesus Christ that say that portion of your Bible is not necessary. There's even organizations that we know that believe none of the Bible is necessary. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we beg to differ. Why? Because of Matthew 5, 17 through 18, which tells us that he came to fulfill. And it's in this school that I was taught to look up the word fulfill in a dictionary. I don't know if we have one, but I'll say this much. Okay, good. Let's get some definitions because it's been a while since I've heard the list. And right now, I remember complete and bring it to an end. Complete and bring what to an end? Well, we were talking about the 613 cardinal ordinances, weren't we? And if you look at this particular chart, You'll see the words nailed to the cross. Okay? He did that. How did he do that? Because he fulfilled. Go ahead, please. Fulfill. To carry out something promised, desired, or expected. To cause to happen. To satisfy. Mm -hmm. To do. To fill the requirement of. To bring to an end. Complete perform, to realize completely. To convert into reality. To convert into reality. Right. Thank you. Now, when you look at that entire list, everything applies to what he was doing. And the reality that he was converting it to is that spiritual reality. Because, um, okay, we did that one. Did I still had John, John. 17, 17, 1 through 3. Okay, hold John. on. Hold on. Sure. I want um, Thessalonians. 
and I have difficulty as to whether it's, well, One I think it's two. First Thessalonians. I think it's five, fifth chapter. I want about the soul. So you can start, if, it's, if that's above it, then you can start there. If it's 18 and goes down to 22, you can, but, but I, yeah. So if it's prove all things and then goes down, then go that way. Because I do want 23, but I want you to start oh, where. Start. Now, 14, now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, mm -hmm. comfort the feeble-minded, mm -hmm. support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man. Right. Whatever follow that which is good, mm -hmm. both among yourselves and to all men, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of Yahweh in the Messiah Yahshua concerning you. Mm -hmm. Quench not the spirit. Mm -hmm. Despise not prophesyings. Mm -hmm. Prove all things. Hold fast mm -hmm. that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Mm -hmm. And the very Elohim of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, Yahweh, your whole spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. Be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah. There's the only way that your spirit, soul, and body are going to be preserved blameless unto the coming of Yahshua the Messiah. You've got to believe in Yahshua the Messiah. Okay? So let's go ahead and get John 17. Starting at one and oh, oh. it mentioned praying without ceasing there. Yes, yeah. we found out people can't do that. No. But you've got people that will try to do it several times a day. You know, I mean, and, and all and and prayer can be for them in different poses. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Okay, it can be a, a mantra. It can be all kinds of things according to what their concept of religion dictates. I'll put it that way. But the true prayer that we know is necessary, it's going to be that intercessor. It's going to be the Holy Spirit. He's the one that's actually praying without ceasing on our behalf. Okay, so go ahead and... and John 17 and 1. Mm -hmm. These words spake Yahshua and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee. Now I'm going to point over here simply because... It shows him praying, not necessarily because it's related to this, where he's at here. But go ahead, please, continue. Is thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And okay. this is life eternal. Right. This is what we want to know. So we're going to have her do this again. So start on the third verse one more time. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true Elohim, and Yahshua the Messiah, whom thou hast sent. So I found out through this teaching that there's a definition for eternal life. I found out that it's necessary for me to know Yahweh, Elohim, and Yahshua, that they're one spirit. I have to know that. And it isn't, a, it isn't a factual knowledge so much as a realization of it being true. And in John, the 17th chapter, when you go further down into the chapter itself, he's going to be praying for the apostles, and he's going to be praying for others. We're the others. And he's going to include in his prayer that they, uh, if you can find where it says, where it says that about, uh, about our father, uh, the Father and I are one, where it starts to say that in the 17th chapter. 
but I want it in the 17th chapter. I know it's in oh. the 17th chapter. That's where I want it. Make them one as we are one. Yeah. And, and then I want you to read those few, few verses after that. Yeah, why don't you start at 17 and 20. Let's see what that says. John 17 and 20. Right. Neither pray I for these alone, mm -hmm. but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, mm -hmm. and I in thee, mm -hmm. that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Mm -hmm. Continue. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, mm -hmm. and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Mm -hmm. Father, I will live, uh, Father, I will love, I will, sorry. Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father. Okay, that's good. Because the point of that that I wanted to get is we talk about the ever-presence of Yahweh, recognizing the ever-presence of Yahweh. And the only way that you're going to really have that is be through Yash the Messiah. Right. His spirit in you will make you conscious of his ever-presence. Mm -hmm. And um, in this school, besides the, the importance of, of giving credit to where credit is due, we've learned about Elohim being that archetype, original pattern of the universe, and that everything was made according to that pattern, so it all tells us about him. And in this pattern, We've come to understand that there's a most holy place, a holy place, and a court roundabout, and that represents the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit, or, in other words, we can say Yahweh, Elohim, and Yahshua, one spirit. So going back to what it says there, could you pick it up again, please, that last verse? In 22. Uh, Twenty-three. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that thou, the world, may know that thou hast sent me, mm -hmm. and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Thank you. So that plus the fact about what was in Thessalonians, it's important that you know that you're made spirit, soul, and body. Okay, that while you're existing here, you're spirit, soul, and body. And this right here, this existence right here, is temporal, okay? We have a destination, just like there's this migratory pattern, and the children of Israel had to go from Egypt to the wilderness of Sinai to their final destination, Canaan's land. This was the promised land for them. This is referenced, okay, um, as the most holy place, which the most holy place is referenced as being a type of heaven. We're Yahweh, our Elohim. He's, he's the one that's going to sit on that throne as Yahshua Messiah because of the things that he's already accomplished. And the throne that we've come to understand that he has to sit on is up here. That in our hearts and in our minds, we have to have him in his rightful place. We should be, as was already stated by a previous speaker, Dr. Lionel, very eloquently, about the 
priorities that we need to have in these days. The priorities we have to commit ourselves to in these days. The ability to say, okay, I got to be fully committed. You know, and, and it's hard because you are still dealing with spirit, soul, and body. <laughs> okay, a physical body. But it's easy because who's really doing the work? Who can you count on to always be the overcomer? Who you, can you count on that already knows that he is the resurrection? We don't have to worry about he's going to come. We know he's here. And when it talks about lifting up one another's hands, this is part of it. The gathering together of one another, okay? The encouragement of one another that what you have heard from the beginning, if it's true, it's still true. That's right. It continues to be true. And that it is, it, it is the word, it behooves us. <laughs> it behooves us to be obedient. And not only behooves us to be obedient, it's beneficial. If you've had the opportunity to ever be a parent, an uncle, or in any way deal with children, if the children are obedient, your reaction to them and their reaction to you, that relationship is a beautiful thing. And we've got a Heavenly Father who loves us and because he loves us and he desires to be one with us, if we be of that body, then we be one with one another. And he desires that we, you always want your children to get along with each other, you know? And yet, there's such a thing as sibling rivalry. And it starts early. <laughs> I have a photograph. I'm going to flip you back to my two kids. My son, four years older than the daughter. And um, their grandparents gave us a carrying uh, bassinet. Since we were, you know, lower income, I'll put it that way. We, we didn't have anything. We were using that for her crib. He tipped it over oh. while she was in it. <laughs> and had that look on his face like. <laughs> I took a photograph and then I, you know, put it back and, and kind of talked to him. But he let me know later that, you know, he realized that he was, he was losing that attention. And we cannot be looking at one another saying with envy and strife with regard to someone receiving attention. We each have our place in the body. We've been given gifts. By the way, Lionel, I have a good gift of, of being able to edit. So if you need to do any future things, you can send it by me. Because I like that, okay? My daughter, ha my daughter has a gift. I'm not going to tell. I'll make it available to you guys because I use it right now. But she, she likes. She, she does enjoy transcribing, you know. And um, and so uh, with regard to the fact that we've been uh, uh, able to, I'll mention this because of our position, uh, Dr. Dave Underwood and I, we've been able to host a uh, Zoom meeting with brethren that's referred to as the International Gathering. And we've also been able to um, do some Zoom meeting with other brethren who've been wanting to look at specific aspects like, you know, death, burial, resurrection, and be able to practice in a safe place. Yep. 
uh, or, or to look at, um, um, well, recently we were looking at the seven steps denotes perfection and having them learn about the migratory pattern and the tabernacle pattern, okay, um, in a safe place. And it is so encouraging to see people who desire to really know something because they know that when they know it, they can show it to somebody else yeah. that they care about, okay? And so, anyway, so that's why I said, said that because sometimes there'll be, a, like recently we had um, a question come up regarding these particular plates over here, plate 38, 39, and 40, okay? And so there was um, an answer given regarding that and trying to get some people to understand what the answer was because we were, at the time, it was related to uh, showing about death, burial, resurrection and how that, when you come to the omega plate, because it actually was related to this plate, but we were correlating it with that plate because the way David has the slides, they, they didn't quite understand what was on the study guide. Okay, so we were trying to make it more clear for them. So we called in and asked one individual to go ahead and give them a uh, response. And then we asked the person who actually written the study guide at that time to give a response. And so those responses, I felt, okay, well, I think it'd be nice to have those in writing. David and I are not interested in paying Zoom to continue to have those particular lectures filed away for Sunday or the, the study guide, uh, study sessions that we do. So we tell people, okay, we're sending these recordings out, <laughs> but they may not be there. So if you're going to want to look at them, you need to download them yourself into your own computer or, you know, or listen to them quickly. But for a couple of things like that, that's where Rachel has been helpful for me. Rachel, would you please transcribe this? Sure, Mom. You know. Of course, it's a little slower on my end because I have to go back and edit whatever she's done because she's, she's a 90-minute 90, 90 hour mm -hmm. or whatever, and I'm not. I'm kinda, so, I mean, she, she'll, she'll listen and she'll get it down there, but she, I need to go back and kind of make sure that that's actually what some of the stuff is. So I'm a little slower with regard to the editing as far as getting it out to, to the individuals um, that had listened to the original broadcast. So I just bring that out to show you that there are gifts that we each have you know, even the ability to show someone else, how do you research? How do I prove this to somebody else? Where are the witnesses? You know, how, how do I lay down a line? That's a gift that you can share with somebody else, and that's love. So in saying all this, I hope that you've received some encouragement for yourself to be able to go back and do that, which you know Yahweh, our Elohim through Yash Messiah, is asking not politely. <laughs> he's just asking because, you know, he's the one who asks. And we should be responding with a yes. Right. So thank you for your time. Hallelujah. Yeah, don't walk away with Mike. Thank you, Dr. Underwood. We really enjoyed that. And for our final speaker of the evening, we're happy to call the Dean of the Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. Marvin Lewis.
Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. And I want to start off by saying I'm glad to still be here. I thought I was maybe going to get stomped out of here <laughs> at the beginning of the class. So uh, I want to thank Lionel for the effort that he's put forward uh, consistently in trying to spread the gospel. Even when he just visits another class, that's what it's all about. It's not about Lionel. It's about the gospel. And I've come to appreciate that. And uh, when you get an inkling, I will say this to Lionel, when you get an inkling to put it on, then you have to follow your inkling, and all of us have to respond. That's right. Say, that's our part. Our part is to respond to what you always put on your mind to do. And uh, me and my wife talked about it when Lionel first mentioned it to us. And we said, well, that's just before Chicago. And we say, and it's still wintertime. <laughs> so it won't be in the spring like last time, early. And then we were sitting at, in the family room one night, and we looked at each other, and we said, okay, so let's decide, well, we're going to go to Ontario. And then Yahweh gave us both the same answer at the same time. You ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> what else you going to do? <laughs> so that was the case. And... Uh, since that, we are up here. Now, I know you have a theme for this, but I want to go over just some rather simple things, which it becomes simple when Yahweh reveals it to you. Before then, it's a very hard subject to understand and oftentimes hard to accept. But we are in perilous times. And they're perilous times because of the resistance to the truth of the gospel being preached. And what it is doing is on occasion, it, we, I know me, myself sometimes, if I allow myself to become um, conscious of what someone else may be thinking that I'm preaching, or someone disagrees with what I'm preaching, that I have a tendency sometimes, sometimes to step back. And you step back, not necessarily out of self-defense, but just to keep the peace. And see, we have to come now. I want you to give me the scripture where Yahshua tells them, says, uh, peace, I leave, peace I give you and peace I leave with you. So that's the only peace we really have. See, we're not going to garner no peace between me and you, me and my wife. And because why? We've been married for 40-something years and still argue sometimes. See, so if it doesn't be for you have to have the Holy Spirit intervene between your physical, carnal personalities, dispositions, and attitudes. And we all had one when we came in here. And if you have lost any of that ad attitude that you have or that disposition, it's because of this preaching. See, you didn't just grow up all of a sudden and become a big boy. See, oh, now I understand. So you have a lot of witness. So you have that scripture for me? Yep, John 14, 27. Peace I leave with, with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Right. See, now, not as the world gives you, because the kind of peace the world gives you is oppression. See, as long as you do what I say, me and you'll get along, Frank. <laughs> but the moment you disagree with me, then we got problems. Then we're going to go to war. 
So that's not the kind of peace that he's talking about. So the peace that Yahshua the Messiah is talking about at the time he's given it is the peace that has calmed all of us down from arguing, debating with each other about who's right about the, the religion. See, I had to come and sit in front of this teacher before I came to realize the reason I had this attitude was, well, you have your religion and I have my own. And we'll all meet the heaven and, at the same time. You know why I had that attitude? Because I had nothing in my religion that can prove that yours was wrong. So we were on equal ground. So you do your thing, I'll do my thing, and we'll both go to hell. <laughs> but we didn't know that. See, that's where we were headed. See, so now it's the mercy of Yahweh did this. See, came and got you from wherever you was at. You didn't find Jesus. That's right. Yahweh found you. See, Yahshua pulled you in. And many of us came and sitting here and said, what am I doing here? Especially when you hear him talking about some Yahshua and some Yahweh, and you're saying Yahoo, and they're saying Yahweh, and you say, what am I doing here? How did this happen? We know it was against your will. See, I've told this story before. I came to this class to come to see what my wife thought was more important than staying home with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your husband. <laughs> and you think going down there in the middle of the night on a weekday? <laughs> see, that's more important than me. And then the second thing that got me, I said, oh, this is a religious organization? Well, let me go down there and make sure she ain't giving this preacher all my money. Because <laughs> I'm working. See, so I started going just for that. Just to, bring, just to prove it wrong so I could get her out of there. And then I wasn't there before long before I started hearing myself saying, well, that's right. <laughs> See, so there's hope for everyone. And even the ones that we think the brethren that we're dealing with now, that we think are lost, see, they could be helped, but they can only be helped by the preaching of the gospel. That's right. Right. See, that's the only thing that will convince them, the death, burial, resurrection, blood, water, and spirit. Right. Now, it doesn't have to be in that simplistic state, but that's exactly what you're always giving them. I don't care if you're talking about philosophy, if you're talking about flying a plane, See, or if you're talking about changing a baby's diaper, see, those principles are present in everything you do or everything you see. Now, get the scripture that was read today for me, please. So start with that, and I'm not going to, well, we don't have that much time, do we? How long? Oh, that's a long time. <laughs> so... From one, <laughs> Matthew 24 and 1. Yes, please, that's fine. And Yahshua went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. Now here you go, here Yahshua is. Now he's down there preaching to them, and everything he preached to them was exactly the way it was. See, he didn't make up nothing. But the problem is, Yahshua the Messiah, that was Yahweh manifested in the flesh, or that was the... Uh, creator himself in that physical body. So now since he, the creator, since Yahweh is spirit and the mankind is carnal, 
the two don't mix. It's like water and oil. Right. So now oil, which represents spirit, always does what? Flows to the top of water, right? Yeah. So everything Yahshua was telling them was way above their head. They didn't realize it, though. They thought he was crazy. See, just like many people think you when you say blood, water, spirit, they think you're crazy. Yeah. I'm talking about people in this organization. Yeah. See? Nah, what organization is that? It don't make any difference. That's right. See? That's wrong. Read, please. And Yahshua said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Right. Now, hold it right there. See, now, they explain to Yahshua, they say, Look at this place. See, 40 and... Uh, Three score and ten years this place been in the building. And you say you're going to tear it down and build it up in three days? Now, no, we know now. After coming in his teaching, he was speaking about his physical body. But see, they're going tit for tat for Yah with Yahshua. See, about, look what we've done, though. And see, and that's the scary thing that can happen to you when you're in this teaching. See, and you let what Yahshua show you go to your head. See, instead of you trying to let it go into somebody else's head. See, how Yahshua, but listen, that man's amazing. He was never like that before. He was never able to expound, see, on the truth of it before. All he talked about was what he had accomplished in his life. And now he's telling you he couldn't accomplish nothing. See, that it was actually Yahshua in him that accomplished him. And listen, they gave him everything you know about this gospel was a gift. See, that's what I had, that's what Yahshua had to show me. You ain't earned nothing, Marvin. That's right. You're not a good guy. <laughs> See, you were just chosen. And that's why it's absolutely necessary that we have to stay with the blocks that we were built on. Because that foundation, when it starts to crumble, the whole house is going to come down. So Yahweh gives some people in this organization the task of making sure the foundation stays the same, stays intact, and that it stays sturdy. Because if you have a house and that foundation starts to crack, see, the house you just got, that's probably one of the first things you looked at. Uh, I said, look, make sure this thing don't fall around on me. It cost me a fortune to keep up. See, so you have to have that foundation. That's what he just went over. And that's what we're going to go over even with this thing. See the foundation, because once you keep the foundation, foundation, you have something to stand on. This is your house. That's right. You gotta have something to stand on. And what we're standing on with the spiritual foundation we have is principles. Yep. And that's what they teach you in the world, but they just got carnal physical principles they're trying to teach you. See, but we understand that there's spiritual principles. This, these stories here. See, these are not just good old Bible stories. That's what we used to think. Well, what they mean? Oh, they just show you, you know, nice stories in the Bible. So they, they taught us that when we was kids. We didn't understand that there was principles laid down in here. And these are foundation principles. Because if you notice, you'll see that every event that happened throughout history, see, has a foundation and it resurrects or builds up to perfection from that foundation. See, but the foundation has to be, and that's the, that's the dirty work. 
See, if you ever see them build a house, see, putting that foundation, that's the dirty work. See, because they down there digging the hole. First of all, you got to dig a big hole. You got to dig a, dig a big hole in a bunch of dirt. You ain't digging no big hole in a nice bathtub. See, so that's where the hard work comes in. And that's where the sweat comes in. And when you get dirty, and that's what happened to us spiritually so when we first walked in here. See, when they built that foundation, they, these, listen, some of these people, when they got your attention, when you first came in here, they got down and dirty with you. See, you, how they get down and dirty? They say, your preacher's a liar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. I remember when I came into this class, and they said some things, and I looked around, and I said, I'm offended by that. Who do you think you are to tell me I don't even know God's name? Oh, God's not a name? <laughs> so it's a natural way to come into this class. Now, everybody that comes in, I'm talking about, I don't care how long you've been in this class. You might have been in here for 40 years. See, all of us come the same way. See, you have to come and be raised up using the same principles. Death, burial, resurrection. See? and the ascension. That's the only way to do it. See, you can't walk in here with your education and say, hey, uh, Doc, could you not bother with all this stuff down here? Let's just go over here to this long, high, sophisticated stuff. You don't have to have this stuff, folks. You have to have this to understand that. Now, you see, the previous speaker just said, that they were going into some high and mighty stuff, but they had to go back to some basic stuff to even get them up to that. Because now, the reason you didn't understand that is because you didn't understand this. If you'd understood this, see, you were growing to say, oh, now I see. And the reason you see it is simply this, because now you're associated with the principles that are laid down here, the death belt, one, two, three. Death, burial, and resurrection. See, those numbers never go along. Finish reading, please. I'll continue to read. 24 and 3. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, what shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Now, that's what everybody wants to know but don't want to know. That's, what, that's something that everybody knows is coming, but they don't really want to know when it is. See, I know, I, you know, anyhow, keep reading. And Yahshua answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Now that's the thing. You take heed that no man deceives you. Right. See, because now Yahshua the Messiah, he has the right to say that. That's right. Because that's the Holy Spirit manifested in the physical body, but that is not a physical man. That's right. See, so he's speaking something way above your head. Now, me and you can't reconcile on nothing. We can't agree on how the proper way to teach a kid to swim. We can't agree on the top, proper way to bake a cake. See, and nobody can make barbecue better than me. <laughs> can y'all? <laughs> right, see that? See, we can't agree on nothing. <laughs> See, so that's why you have to have a mediator. So if it's like that in real life, 
See, in your physical existence, you can't agree on anything, and you have to have a mediator. Guess what it is when it comes to getting knowing something about your creator, as he really is and actually exists? You have to have a mediator. See, and Yahweh, out of his wisdom and mercy, I mean, Yahweh, in his wisdom and mercy, guess what he did? He sent you a mediator. That's right. See, and now you have an expert mediator, and what makes him an expert? Because that was Yahweh himself manifesting in a body. And don't nobody know more than him. Why is that? Because you're going right to the source of the purpose of everything. See, so that's who you're dealing with, Lionel. You're not dealing with, well, I don't want to put this thing on, but I, I guess I... You're not dealing with that kind of a mediator. You're dealing with me like this. You will do. <laughs> See, and we in our minds get to scratching our head. Well, how am I going to? Next thing you know, it's on. <laughs> See, and you move with a force. You don't have no choice. And you don't understand. Say, I don't know why anybody hurt. I don't really like it. <laughs> but I'm treating her like a friend. See, because the mission you have, and that's, Yahweh has to do that for us, folks. That's what makes us being in the right place. Because whatever faults we have, and listen, I'm talking about anybody in this organization, I don't care what branch you're in. Whatever faults and problems you have, it can be cured. But they can be cured only in the true teaching and preaching. Because that's the way it was given to you. And the founder of this school would oftentimes say, say, now I don't make a penny for doing this for you. And oftentimes he would complain in his lectures. He'd say, sometimes I feel like I'm just talking to a brick wall. I read a lecture one time when he says, he said, I didn't even feel like getting up and coming down here tonight. Because I'm sick of y'all. <laughs> because I answer your questions and you come to class the next time, and somebody asked the same question. But see, it's the spirit in you that manifests all that goodness you have that you take the credit for. I'll do anything for the brother. Not you. You wouldn't do it. But Yahshua will. Now, how do you know that? How are you going to prove that? See this event right here? That wasn't for him. That wasn't for Yahweh. That was for the brethren. See, now what he did was he gave his life for you. Isn't that right? So you have to give your life for someone else. Now, I'm not talking about don't go try to hang on a cross like they do down in South America on a yearly basis. See, and they say, I'll get on the cross, but please take me off before I die. So what kind of game are you playing? See, that's a guaranteed win. I'm going to look great, and I'm going to still be alive and get work. That's not what he did. Got on the cross, took it to the bitter end. Gave up his life so that we might have life. I know I got you reading somewhere. See? So that event right there is what entitled us to be able to be able to sit here and to understand what's being said and to lay our life down for the brother. See, so we might have to tolerate somebody that we're in disagreement with. See, and still continue to preach the gospel as we've got it. See, preach it like you got it. See, and then you won't be accountable for their soul because you gave them 
what they needed to. See? And so that's the obligation we have. It's not, we're not trying to outdo anybody. We're not trying to put anybody out. We, listen, I wish this organization was the same way it was when I first came into this class. When I first came in here, everybody, that's one of the things that amazed me. Everybody just loved everybody. Just couldn't get enough hugging in. <laughs> See, after class, he had an hour of hugging in the hallway. <laughs> and my wife was right in the middle of it. And I'd be like, let's go back to the room. She said, I got more hugging to do. <laughs> See, we had a lot of fun. We'd stay up till, what, Terry? One or two in the morning. Have classes, 9 o'clock the next morning, we'd be in the room preaching the gospel, just having a good old time. Oh, yep. friends. Say, preaching the gospel, look up and say, oh, shoot, it's 3, 4, 2 o'clock in the morning, we better go to bed. See? But the same thing happened. See, that always happened. See, that satanic spirit gets jealous. See? And he becomes envious. Then he raises his head and says, look at me. I'm the one you should be worshiping. See? Because that's the same thing that happened here in the garden. See, we forget sometimes, that's satanic spirit. See, we still sometimes think in our mind, that satanic spirit was, had horns and a tail, see, and was easily to pick out and to realize what he was. Mm -mm. That, that, and I had to come to this teaching to understand that, to have that prove me. That was a beautiful angel. When he looked at that woman, that woman stood there with her mouth open in awe. See, so when they come to you, when that satanic spirit come to you, especially you done sat under this teaching, see, and you know someone, Dr. Henry Clifford <coughs> Kenley, oh, he got something for you. See, he got some high-level deceit. Not no down here on the ground type stuff. See, don't worry about the churchgoers. We don't have to give them much. See, just give them an Easter service where they could dress up. They'll keep coming back. I don't mean to be thrown off on them because we were all there at one time. Yeah. And just like them, we thought we were doing the best. See, some of us thought we were being righteous. Me, I knew I wasn't being righteous. I knew I was guilty. That's why I came. Maybe <laughs> I felt guilty for the stuff I did. So I said, let me come and try to cut myself a break. See, but what went on up here? You see that woman sitting there in awe, standing there, looking at that satanic spirit. And you see what Adam's doing over here? Adam's the first man, Adam, and Yahshua representing the second man, Adam. He's just sitting here just as calm. Now, he knew what was going on there. He knew she shouldn't have been talking to that man. But he also knew, see, that his purpose he was going to have to die for his bride because that was a type in the shadow of the true Yah or the second man, Yahshua. When he came and hung on the cross, that's what he was doing. See, he was suffering the death of the cross for his bride, which is me and you. See, that's why you hear speakers say oftentimes, say, say now we're all females in here. Ain't no male or female. See, I, I, I wear the shoes in here. I wear the pants, you wear panties. I'm the boss. It's not like that. 
We're all females in Yahweh's eyesight. In other words, all of us in here looking for a husband, or you ought to be. See, but we're looking for a spiritual husband. See, we're not looking for a carnal, physical husband to argue with. See, see her to raise for 50 years. My, my wife still says she's raising me. She said, after all this time, and you still do the same thing. I, well, I know. I, I heard you, but I just forgot for a second. See, so if, we, if we're looking for that, if we thought that was perfection, folks, then we, we need some strength. See, but the true perfection was simply this. See, that Yahweh, by this event, and by Yahweh fulfilling it with his event, hanging on the cross, see, then that allowed you, see, this sacrifice was made for you. This was the ultimate sacrifice, which this was a type of that was made for you. Now, that's what allowed you to escape death and destruction. But now, you have to do it a particular way. See, you can't take the deck of cards and pick through there and get the cards you like. Well, see, I like, uh, I like being on the Zoom class. Or I don't like going to the physical class. See, you have to do what Yahshua moves you to do. Right. If Yahshua moves the group you with to go back to physical class, show up. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, don't keep coming to the dean and begging that you don't hold physical classes anymore. <laughs> They don't want to do it no more than you. It's work. But see, I appreciate when Yahweh puts it on somebody's heart and mind that they do it the way we were taught we should do it. And listen, I don't care what you say. Being in person is way more effective yeah. than sitting on Zoom. Yeah. And you know why? Because you're getting your clothes ready for work tomorrow. You think you're listening to the gospel. Your mind is somewhere else. No. So you have, a you have a distraction. And that's what that satanic spirit tries to do, distract you. See, make something more important than you getting my clothes ready for work. Or making my lunch for tomorrow for lunch, for work. Now, he'll have you thinking that somebody in there preaching the gospel, see, telling you what's eternal life to you, and you think fixing your lunch is more important. Because what Yahweh does is Yahweh shows you where your shortcomings are and will give you an avenue to eliminate that. And we've gone back and we've been back in the physical classes on Sundays only. And they're laborious because we got to lug all the stuff into this place, set up all the stuff, take it all down and take it back. And of course it all ends up a mile. <laughs> like thankfully Yahshua gave me two sons and just one girl. But he gave me a granddaughter to make up for that. So, <laughs> wow. so uh, yeah, Yahweh's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, anyhow, folks, I'll just say I want to encourage you to, as we're moving on, don't be discouraged by what you think you're up against. See, if Yahweh gives you a notion to do something, you go ahead on and do it, because if you weren't supposed to do it, he'll stop it. See, it'll end up not getting done. So see, what we are is we are not better than Yahshua. We are followers of Yahshua the Messiah. 
and we are leaning on him and we're counting on him to deliver us. And I absolutely am certain in my heart and in my mind that if you do it the way that this man laid it out for you to do, adhere to the principles that Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley left with you and instilled in many of us, you cannot go wrong. Now, I didn't say you wouldn't suffer for it, but I said you will not go wrong. You will be rewarded for your diligence and your faith and maintaining the gospel in its truth and in its sincerity. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. Lewis. We really enjoyed that. And I, let me go on the record to say I'm his favorite niece. Sorry, Nitra. Um, <laughs> what did you say? Um, we really, really enjoyed it. We, um, this gathering, like you said, when Lionel even had the thought to do it, was just do it. We will be here to support you. We know you're in Hamilton doing this thing by yourself, but you're not by yourself. All of us here, all of us on Zoom that are watching, we love you, we support you, we see all the work that you're putting into this gospel, and we know you're not doing it to lift yourself up. We know you're doing it because you love this gospel and you love the brethren, and we love you. So we thank you, Lionel. We really do thank you. Plus, you ain't got nothing else to do. Uh, <laughs> so we let me announce our next session will be tomorrow, Saturday, March 11th, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Will there be a choir or a song before? There will be. Okay, choir maybe uh, 9:45 a.m. Okay, there will be a choir at 9:45 a.m. Once again, the hotel, for those that are staying here, there's free breakfast in the morning, and I think on Saturdays the time is a little bit different. I can't remember. 7 to 10. 7 to 10, okay, for those who would like to have breakfast. One level down. One level down, yes. Okay, there's a lounge, so for those who would like the fellowship afterwards, and for our brethren that are driving, we know there are a few that are driving in. Some of us will be downstairs to welcome you when you come. Yes. There will be registration packets for the latecomers today. I'll meet you out at the desk here, and I'll be here 45 minutes before class, okay. before each class until everybody's registered. Okay, and I think Dr. Janice Welsh, if you want a T-shirt, you see her for that, and I took one earlier, and I need to pay you for it. you got to pay for that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> thought I was being slick. So... That does conclude our lecture for this evening. We want to thank you, and we appreciate you, and we hope to see you all tomorrow. May we all stand to be dismissed. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present your soul faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our Sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power before all time, now and forever. Let us all say hallelujah. hallelujah.